Hi, you are listening to the Creative Cocktail Podcast, and I am your host, Reka Juhas, and this is episode number two. Welcome to the Creative Cocktail Podcast, a mix of three-part design, two-part brain clarity, with a dash of mental health serving the worldly passionpreneurs. So guys, episode number two, thank you so much for clicking to listen to this one and all the feedback you have been giving me over the first, the pilot episode. It's been a lot of wonderful texts and amazing comments and um, it did fit my ego so thank you. I really appreciate it. I posted this on the podcast Insta page, but I wanted to reach 100 followers on Instagram and I wanted to have 100 listeners in the first week. And what do you know, by the time we're recording this, I have 118 of you guys following me and 112 listens. So I'm super pumped. Thank you for all the feedback and especially um, the feedback that couple of you gave me regarding my voice because it's very hard to record something and listen back to yourself and say oh my gosh I sound so terrible and I hate it and many of you said that my voice was very intriguing and interesting and secondly regarding the content it was really nice to hear that a handful of you said that it sounded like I was just talking to you and really asking you about the imposter complex and the experience of it so keep listening and subscribing and thank you for even the reviews. I have a couple of those on iTunes. That's what's really making this fun. If you tell me what you like, then I can create that kind of content for you. So I really appreciate it. So today I wanted to tell you a little bit about what to expect for the future. And the content I want to create for you will be a handful of solo episodes. Probably nothing ever really more than 30 minutes long. We'll see. And then a handful of almost like bonus episodes after each arc that will be more of an interview format with um, guests that you may or may not know from the creative field, some friends of mine or clients of mine whom I've worked with. And today I want to tell you that I reached out to two really exciting guests and they are kind of famous in my world in the design and creative fields or in my book anyway. And... I want to tell you about how I reached out to them and how it relates to today's topic, which is fear and resistance. So I'll put a pin into who they are and what they said. But first, I wanted to tell you that fear and resistance, I'm going to group it together for today's episode because I feel that they are both, they go hand in hand to describe the inaction of moving forward. They mean the inaction of moving forward. So fear is more of the emotion that we feel, but resistance is actually the action, or in this case, the inaction we take. So in my creative field of graphic design, tackling a project always comes with excitement first, and then fear sets in. So I'm not sure if you're experiencing this in new challenges in your work or your line of work that you do, but it's always a sense of excitement. Okay, this thing is happening. I just met the coolest clients. They have some really neat things that they want to do with me. And then 
fear immediately sets in. What if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? Sometimes I don't even make any progress because I already predetermined that I'm just going to suck at this job and I won't do a good job and why even bother? Then eventually I need to pay the bills and I end up talking myself off the ledge. But this idea of fear interferes with my work on a regular basis. And then oftentimes it just creeps in midway, like a mid-project meltdown. Things are moving forward, but then all of a sudden, seemingly there's this something that stops me. And I find really creative excuses for it, time and money and energy. And what I want to tell you today is that that's, that something is called resistance. I really love this book by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. And in this book, he says this so well. He says, resistance is invisible, it's self-generated, and it stops us from doing the most important work that we have to do. So it will seduce us to do things like cleaning your sink. I work from home, so I often find myself cleaning the sink or... Um, sneakily all of a sudden thinking that I need a cup of water or I'm very hungry. I just find myself with the fridge wide open, wondering what I should eat. In other forms, it can grow into something you may hear as buffering, such as um, social drinking or even just social media consumption. You might find yourself scrolling through your phone endlessly, no matter where you are, in the grocery line or when you're hanging out with your friends. Have you ever noticed that when you have to do something really hard or it's not going well, you're all of a sudden distracted? All of a sudden, it seems impossible to do that task. And for me, it often comes up when I'm quoting a project. I say that it's something really custom and I don't really know the price, but really in my heart of hearts, I always have kind of a gut number that I'm ready for. But I dilly-dally and I don't take the few minutes really that I would need to create the quote to send it off because I'm stopping myself. I'm allowing the resistance to hold me back from really quoting what I need to quote and what I'm worth. So what do I do? I get up from my desk and make a cup of tea. So do I really need tea? <laughs> Maybe it's beneficial and antioxidant and hydrating, but it's also a form of resisting. So do you really need to fold that load of laundry when you're supposed to be writing a blog post for your company website? Probably not. Did I really need that cup of tea? Probably not. So it turns out this resistance, this invisible force where you just need to pop up from your desk or not finish something or switch tasks, it's really resistance and it's really a very sneaky thing. It will double cross you, it will bully you, it will lie to you. One of my favorite lines from this book, from The War of Art, is that resistance is infallible. And I want you to think about that for a second, let that sink in. Resistance is infallible. So it leads me a couple of thoughts on resistance today that I want you to kind of consider with me. One is that if you're noticing that you are standing in front of the fridge with the door wide open, wondering what you should eat, maybe that's a trigger for you. 
I think it's Brene Brown that says in one of her TED Talks that she has a note on her fridge or pantry, I can't exactly remember, that says, why are you here? Just a little note. And I love that because it stops you in your tracks and makes you check in. So it's one thing that you may unconsciously get to the point that you get up from your desk and you're in front of your fridge. But if you know that that's a trigger for you, then you can combat that with something as simple as that low note. And maybe perhaps you are hungry and maybe perhaps it is lunchtime, but it is possible that you're trying to eat out of boredom or resistance. And it doesn't have to be food, but obviously I'm just using this as, as an example. The other one is I oftentimes, once I find these triggers, so I'll find myself on Instagram scrolling. I love Instagram. And uh, so when I have to get some really serious work done, I put it to airplane mode. And it's actually not until I'm trying to get on the app where it's telling me that I don't have internet or where it's, lo where it's not loading that I realize that I'm basically fueling my resistance. I'm basically taken away from the important work that I have to do. So the truth is that everything we really ever want is on the other side of fear. It's on this other side of resistance. It's on the other side of yucky and uncomfortable. So if you think that I'm not shaking in my boots recording these episodes, I, I really am. It is, it is very nerve wracking. And I have pushed back for a year with really, really good, fantastic excuses on why not to pull the trigger. And I did have a challenging year, yet I was just using that as resistance to fight back. But the quote that I love the most in this book says that the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we will feel towards pursuing it. So the more important the call, the more resistance we'll feel. So one of my tricks is to tune out the world. For example, I didn't really do any research on the podcast format. I'm doing what makes sense to me. I know a lot of people do solo episodes. A lot of people do interview formats. There are some wonderful creative podcasts out there, inspiration stuff. There are amazing work on thought work out there. But I didn't want any of that to influence me and stop me in my tracks and create more resistance and more excuses. So I'm just going with what feels right for me and hopefully what sounds good to you. And it's really, secondly, it's about doing the work, to just actually sit down and do the work. It's fascinating how much you can start to learn and trust yourself when you move towards the discomfort and allow it to be just kind of weird and icky. So I want to suggest to you that you really quickly set yourself a goal to do something in 10 minutes. I read a post somewhere last week that said, it took me 11 minutes to do something I pushed off for three months. And I just really resonated with that. So when I typed up the Excel spreadsheet for the podcast episodes, I put down a little synopsis next to each episode, and then I put down some initials of guest names who I wanted to invite. And this is where I wanted to unpin that pin from the beginning of the podcast. But I wanted to tell you, I have some really big goals for this podcast. I want to talk to some really interesting people and let them tell you how they got to where they got to and what it's like to be in the creative process, what it's like to be working with me who's guiding them in the creative process. So I could have just sat around in fear, wondering if I could invite these guests to the podcast, or I could just sit down and do it. 
So I gave myself, I was actually overseas when this all happened, and I just gave myself a couple of minutes, and I wrote out the email to these two amazing women, and I explained to them who I was, and instead of getting wrapped up in, I only have one episode, they don't know who I am, I don't really have any clout, especially not in the podcasting field, how will they feel or what will they think, instead of just getting caught up in all of those excuses and fears and resistance, really. I just decided to send the email, invite them, say what I wanted to say, hit send. And what do you know? Both of these women responded back as a tentative yes. I don't know how or when we'll get all of this done, but it was really amazing. And I was completely shocked that it happened so organically and beautifully. And I just didn't make it into a bigger thing that it needed to be. I just immediately took that fear and resistance out of the equation, right? So at the end of the day, it just took a simple email to write. And instead of fear of how I'm not going to be good enough or resisting sending the whole entire note out and just getting wrapped up in a lots and lots of drama, I just did it. So guys, I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it too. So my point today is twofold again, <laughs> but for real. One is to tune out the triggers and, well, one is to tune out distractions and notice the triggers, right? So maybe it's maybe it's that fridge door for you. Um, maybe it's Instagram. So you could leave yourself a note on the fridge or you can turn off the internet um, or you can set a timer on your phone. The other thing is do the work. It is always worth it at least to gain a little bit of momentum because you know that on the other side of fear and all the heartache, it's 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 the good juicy stuff that you want to get to. But get your, give yourself that momentum by spending 10 minutes creating a little bit of content, making a task list, emailing that one person that you've been putting off because it's going to move the next step forward. So instead of Looking at all of this as just giant boulders that you have to move that seem impossible. Maybe you get your toolbox out and get that jackhammer out the first 10 minutes and plug it in, right? So the next time you're ready to start working on it. So don't discredit the efforts that you can put forth in 10 minutes, especially if you're racing the clock and set a timer. It's absolutely amazing how much you can accomplish or how much momentum you can gain where you know that next time another 10 minutes will propel you even more forward. So the more you lean in and kick resistance invisible ass, the more closer you're going to get to the juicy work that you really meant to share with the world. So let me know how this lands for you and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening all the way through. Would you mind subscribing to the podcast or leaving a review? It helps us greatly to grow the podcast. Oh, and if you have any questions, concerns, or a note for Reka, please visit Paper Reka. That's the word paper and Reka, R-E-K-A, together.
paperreka.com slash podcast for more information. And thanks.